Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence From Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lehman, mind-body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 87 of Confidence From Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And today we're talking about something kind of interesting. And often I bring, for my solo episodes, I bring topics to our conversation that have been inspired by the different things that my clients are going through for the weeks prior to recording the episode. And one of the conversations that is coming up in some of my private coaching as well as group coaching program has all to do with weight fluctuations. And I know this is a confidence podcast, but really the focus and our mission is to change the conversation around weight loss, especially in midlife after we turn 40. So I think this is a very important topic to be discussed if you're somebody either stuck at a weight that you're unhappy with or somebody that has made progress, but you either you know, keep going back to a previous weight or you keep getting stuck on the ups and downs and you look at the scale and you get really disappointed, right? Which I know it happens. So I'm gonna share hopefully a different perspective to really sort of like shifting some things in your mind and some of your old belief systems so that you can look at this topic in a fresh new way. Now, before we dive in, let's just talk about weight in general. So I know like if you follow my work at all, you know this, but if you're brand new to this podcast and you just stumble upon this episode, something that I want to get out of the way very early on is that I look at body fat from a very different perspective than a lot of the, say, fat loss, weight loss coaches do out there in the sense that I believe, and it is actually a very crucial part of the work I do, I believe we are here to make friends with fat. Okay. And what I mean by that is that if you look from the more scientific, more physiological perspective and you look at your body, if you look at it in the mirror, you may just see the physical appearance, the, I don't know, like the stretch marks and the little, you know, love handles, the things you don't like. I look at your body in the same mirror and I see different things, right? I look at it hormonally. I look at it from, you know, your mindset and all the things you're going through because of my training, which is very natural. (laughs) But very importantly, I look at your body and my body and in the mirror and I look at body fat from the perspective that it is an actual organ in your body. I think for so many years, it was believed that excess body fat was just extra energy blobs just sitting there doing nothing. And we know that that is absolutely not true and it's not the case. But we also know that body fat in a way is actually crucial for survival. It's crucial for 
pregnancy is crucial for, you know, a young girl having her menstrual cycle because too little body fat, it actually impacts life and procreation. So if you were to think of it from very much like an evolution's perspective, the body will have lots and lots of interesting smart mechanisms to keep it where it is, right? But also, I like to look at body fat from the perspective that so many of us are at war (laughs) with our bodies at war with the excess body fat. And I think there's such an opportunity there to actually make friends with fat. And I mean, literally looking at your body and understanding that excess adipose tissue or excess fat tissue is actually a hormonally producing organ that is needed for survival. It plays a role, even if it doesn't fit perfectly with societal norms, whatever it is you want to call it, but it has a purpose. It has a point. And even in a bigger scale, knowing, and this is hopefully reminding you that your body got your back no matter what. Even when we're not very kind to it, our bodies still, until the day we leave this earth, still have our best interest at heart. And it's doing everything it can to help you fulfill what is most important to you, what I call your inner priorities. And I think that is such a core, <laughs> like ultimate belief shift that I would love for you to make because that kind of changes everything. Knowing that nothing is wrong, your body is not out of control, even if it feels like it, that it's doing what it can, it's coping with the environment we provided it with, and it's doing your best to fulfill you and what is most important to you. Then we start having, you know, regaining that trust that I know is often lost in women when our bodies enter, you know, perimenopause and it feels like it's gone upside down. <laughs> and I really want to give you perspective that yes, our hormones may fluctuate, you know, greatly during this phase in life. And yes, things may never feel the same as before, but nothing is wrong with you. And yes, medically, there's maybe things that we need to pay attention to, of course, correct. But I'm saying on a very fundamental level, your body is doing everything it can to work with you. Okay. So some of the perspectives and the new shifts that I help you make really is how can you and I do our parts so that we are meeting our body halfway, right? And weight fluctuations is a wonderful example of this. So I'll give you a perspective. So let's just say I'll give you a random example outside of, you know, our topic. And if you don't know by now, none of these solo episodes or even the guest ones, none of them are scripted. So a lot of the examples and things just like randomly come into my heart and I just share them with you. But anyways, so let's just say that there is this child and having this like tantrum and just like cry and being really upset or something. There's this mom in a public environment trying to calm down this child. Okay. So whatever the child wants, say the mom decides, okay, just give it to the child. I don't know. Say he wants ice cream and it's before dinner. That's not the best time for it. The child is screaming and crying. The mom says, okay, here's the ice cream. And the child starts eating it and calms down, right? So the actual situation, what happened is child ate ice cream, right? That's the reality. The child may perceive the situation as an advantage, right? I got what I wanted, therefore I won. 
Whereas the mom may perceive the situation as the opposite. It may perceive the situation as the child got what I wanted. I didn't do what I knew it was best for the child. Therefore, I didn't win. The child won, right? Regardless of what is right and wrong, and we all have different belief systems, right? So that is how we judge the world. And that's how we qualify things as right and wrong, good and bad. But removing that and just getting back to the core of it, the the fact of what happens is neutral. It doesn't matter, right? But it is the emotional meaning we give to it that actually means what happened represents this for you or for me. So with the same exact opportunity, say that you're not a mom, right? So you may not have a lot of attachments to this example because, yeah, you know what I mean, but it's not visceral to you. Whereas if you are a mom and early in the week you went through a similar situation and you feel terrible about not being, quotations, in control of your child, just this little example that I'm just bringing it up very casually may have so much emotional charge for you because it may bring back a lot of those old beliefs, right? The same goals for our wage fluctuations. So I told you that was going to be a very odd example, but go with it. So say that you are happy with your weight and you fluctuate a little bit up and down. Like if you're not paying attention to it, you may actually not even realize that that's happening. And even if you realize, you know, it's just a phase, it will go back down and you don't make too much out of it, right? Whereas if you have been hyper-focused on your weight and you're doing your best and dieting, doing all sorts of things, and you're holding on super tight and you're weighing yourself every day, you're doing all the things, and then you step on the scale after all this effort and two pounds up and you may just feel terrible, right? Like this, I don't know, the rug was pulled under your feet and you're just not cannot believe it and that may have a very emotional cascade of reactions in you because you perceive you put so much effort in it's actually not fair right that the body would you know not help you out or betray you, whatever the words that comes to mind for you and I know this is a very common you know sort of mental pattern that I see in women when we look at our bodies with the expectation of what should happen without actually understanding what is going on, right? So if you are experiencing weight fluctuations, I wanted to just share a few more thoughts with you that hopefully will help you shift in how we look at the whole picture. Number one, I think focus is everything. If you're focusing on the opportunity of what that situation presents, versus focusing on the challenge of it, you are going to see that opportunity completely different, okay? So for example, back to the mom and the child example, if you look at that as the challenge is my child is out of control, there's nothing I can do, I'm not a good mom, and you go into the down spiral, you're going to just tune into that energy that almost like it's a self-fulfilling cycle that you prove to yourself that's true. Whereas if you look at it from the opportunity, then it's like, okay, there's things that my child wants that I can use in the future to, you know, create fair exchange, to negotiate with a child, or, you know, we can maybe look for a healthier type of ice cream that still fulfills the child's, you know, desires, but I know it's good food going into their bodies, it's still nourishing them, like whatever it is, the creative ways in this random example I just bought that you could do so you're in an impact 
sorry place looking for all the benefits of that situation comes up and how it is a great way to teach a child, you know, self-governance or whatever it is for you, right? It is the focus that shifted. The child is still eating the ice cream in this example, right? But it is how you perceive it, what you make that situation mean to you that I think is really the game changer here. And when you look at symptoms, so let's just say in this case, back to the weight fluctuation, say the symptom is, you know, the weight is accumulating or you feel cravings or you feel lack of energy, whatever that is. What I think is most important is not what is actually happening. Like it is almost looking at the problem too too late. <laughs> you know, like when you look at the symptom, all a symptom is, is your body graciously giving you feedback. That's all it is, no matter what the symptom is. So if you're hyper-focused on the symptom and you want to say, get rid of a craving by attacking the craving and removing the food you crave and going on, I don't know, 30 days, sugar-free, whatever it is you're doing, without actually working on the real problem, which is the root cause, the emotional root cause that is leading to that whole physiological response of having the craving, you're probably never going to make permanent change, right? Because you're only working on the surface level of the problem. And when you think of weight fluctuations, if we have no understanding of why they're happening, what is going on in your body that's actually leading to them, causing them, you know, we're always going to be frustrated, especially when we use the scale as our marker progress and success. I think that is one of the biggest, you know, issues out there in the weight loss industry is that we're using an external marker success to measure internal progress. Because I believe 100% that any sort of real long-term weight strategy, what I call weight release, is always an internal game. And we've all heard of people that have released an incredible amount of weight physically, but they look in the mirror and they don't feel the difference, right? And that is no better than still being stuck in a previous version of you that wasn't in alignment to who you want to be. So I think that emotional internal work is so important. And that is one of my main absolute focuses and passions of my life. And it's something I do every single day with women. And if you're at all interested and curious, this is something that I really want to show you a different way to do this, to look at it. So I put together a wonderful training and I'll just mention it quickly. I'll put it on the show notes as well if you are interested, and I show the connection between your emotions, hormones, and your food. And it's very specifically designed for midlife. Anybody, you know, 40 or over will really benefit from this training. So all you have to do is go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash free training uh, to access. It's immediate access to a copy of my training. And I would love for you to explore and learn this more deeply. But back to our conversation today. So now that we understand that symptoms are simply feedback, when it comes to specifically weight fluctuations, I like to think of it and talk about them as ebbs and flows in our lives, right? There's going to be periods in our lives where our weight is going to fluctuate up a bit, periods is going to go down, periods is going to plateau. And then the whole, almost like the cycle, 
if you can think of the ocean and like the waves, right? Like just kind of like gently coming in and out. That is kind of how I like to look at weight in general, including my own body. And the reason for that is that we're going to be going through different phases in life within the different phases in our lives, if that makes sense. I like to call it seasons of life. So it's going to be calmer times, more relaxing times. There's going to be fuller times in our lives, maybe more chaotic. Um, there's going to be times with great change, other times with great emotional, you know, challenges, other time with wonderful, incredible experiences and all those different flavors is what really makes life so beautiful and so interesting. But our body will require different things from us. You would require different nutrients or amounts of, and it will have different demands on us. So instead of tracking the scale, which I never have recommended and probably never will, <laughs> um, because yes, you can use it as you please. I'm not saying never step on it, but it is not, in my opinion, professional opinion, a valid measure of success because it derails so many women as you step on it. It's not the number you're looking for. Even if you look in the mirror and you feel amazing. I always say when it comes to weight management, that the goal is never the number. The goal is the feeling. And we believe that we get the feeling when we hit the number. So if you're feeling the feeling, what is the point of countering with the number, right? Like in my mind, it doesn't make sense. So we go for the feeling and we learn to hold it for as long as it takes and if possible, permanently, regardless what the scale says. And I think that is the magic sauce of what I like to show women how to do. So what are some practical things you can do if you are experiencing those weight, you know, ups and downs? The first thing I'll say is that instead of tracking your weight on the scale, which for most women, that's how they know, right? That they're up or down, uh, especially the ups, I would track your mindset, meaning journaling, if that's your thing, document it in a spreadsheet. If you're more the analytical type, whatever you do, it doesn't matter how, but what I wanted to do is start really documenting. As you notice, say your pants are a little tighter. If you're ditching the scale or if you're not ditching the scale, the scale is up a few pounds, documenting what is actually happening in your life. Are you going through an emotionally challenged phase? Is it winter time <laughs> or you know, are you a little bit more bored? Are you unfulfilled? Are you extra motivated? You know, really tracking your emotional, I would say, spectrum, how you're feeling, what are the major events happening for you? Because a lot of times, you know, whatever is happening in our lives will have a big consequence of it. Say that you're, you know, you're very exhausted, you're pushing like crazy, you're literally just eating for to fuel your body and you keep going and going and going because of a very busy time in your lives. You know, there's going to be consequences physiologically, right? Because your body is running in a higher stress level, trying to help you keep up and have the energy to conquer the day. So yeah, you may actually feel more tired, you may feel a little less focused and maybe gain some weight, whereas in other times that you're fulfilled and maybe you're on vacation, you're enjoying yourself and doing things you love, you may have a better handle and control because you'll be more mindful about what you put in your body, about you know having time to do things you love, right? So I just want you, number one, to really document 
what that looks like for you because I think that's going to be an incredible first step so that you can start to see the correlations between the two okay nothing that happens in your body is accidental or it just happens like it has a purpose okay so this is one of the first things that I want you to do as you start to really understand what is the root cause of some of those emotional fluctuations the second thing uh, that I want to suggest for you is there's a couple of different uh, episodes that I will recommend you listen to next. And that is because our focus is a major amplifier of the results we see in our lives. And that goes from financials, career, um, relationships, not just your physical health, right? And when it comes specifically to physical health and your lifestyle and your well-being, the three that I selected for you are number one, what are you hungry for? This is episode number 84. And it really starts talking about appetite from an emotional standpoint, which is so cool. So I really wanted to listen to this because during very stressful periods, you may either eat more, eat less, like different phases in our lives, calls for different things. But the more you start learning how to listen to your body and understand what the feedback is it's given you, the better the better you become at actually being able to work with it and also develop that self-mastery and self-governance, okay? The second episode that I wanted to recommend you do as the next step in this journey is number 75, which is, do you have a capacity problem? And capacity is one of those conversations that has become so prevalent, almost like on an everyday basis in my life the last few weeks with clients and prospects and uh, collaborations that I'm doing, that so many women are fed the idea that we should be all the things for all the people and do it all. And yes, I don't disagree that we can do it all. I just don't think we need to do it all all at the same time. (laughs) And when it comes to capacity, yeah, we have to choose. More often than not, we have to pick where we place our energy because if we're doing all the things for everyone, something's got to suffer and that's usually ourselves, right? And if we have an empty bucket, how can we even give to other people? Like it becomes this crazy cycle and then we have a lot of burnout women with so much potential not really doing their best work or being their biggest light other because they're just exhausted, right? So if that is you, that is episode number 75. I would love for you to listen to next. And lastly, for the top three picks for this episode that I would love to recommend you is episode number 72, which is to my process of manifesting the body you want. And manifestation is one of those concepts and even a very specific word that I stay away from for a long time, because I know there are some Um, I'll say associations to that word and what it means. But the way that I like to look at manifestation is really developing your ability to co-create the life you want by holding the feeling of what you want in your present time before it physically happens in your outer reality, right? And I think that's such a beautiful concept and it can be applied to weight loss in such a special way. So I put this episode together for you to share my perspective on it and I would love for you to listen to it and apply some of those principles to your own life if you are struggling with weight fluctuations. 
And lastly, the last thing, tip number three <laughs> that I would like to give to you. So number one was to really start tracking your mindset to see what are the big life, emotional life events happening and to see how it correlates if you are somebody that tracks your weight fluctuations to those big periods of ups and downs in your weight. Number two would be to, after finish this episode, going back and listening to number 72, 75, and 84, where we cover the way I look at manifesting the body want look at capacity and how that applies to you and how you face your life, as well as understanding the emotional aspect of appetite with the what are you hunger for episode. And lastly, tip number three, and this is something that um, it is a gift that I want to offer you if you're somebody listening to this that wants to go deeper. And that is if you are if you resonate with what we're talking about, you know what I'm saying, but you don't a hundred percent know how it applies to you. If there's still that that gap in between, you know, knowing yes, this makes sense, but how is that specifically my, you know, life or my set of circumstances? What I would love to offer you is a complimentary forty-five minute session with one of my team members. And that is what I like to call a release epiphany session. And in that session, what we do is that we go over, we listen to you. We have specific questions that we like to ask you to really help you uncover what is the root cause, the emotional root cause of what is going on for you that is potentially preventing you from going forward and getting the results you want and potentially getting in the way of your wave fluctuations. And in that call, our hope is to give you an epiphany, which is either to help you see the problem differently, because often there's we're looking at it from one angle, but there's another, or to help you actually discover what the problem is, because I see more often than you will believe that women are working towards the wrong problem. And that is why they're not seeing the results they want. They think the problem is their weight, but it is actually just a consequence of the problem. We get right deep down to the root cause and our private session is designed to help you get there. So if this is something that you're interested in, all you have to do is go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash apply and you will be able to apply to be uh, selected for one of these complimentary sessions with my team. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I hope you got something practical out of this. Just remember your body got your back and no matter what is going on, there is a different way to look at it and really work with your body towards getting the results you want. I will see you again next week and until then, have a wonderful time and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy and until next time.